tortoise. Hello, I'm Claudia and this is The Sensemaker from Tortoise. One story every day to make sense of the world. Today, the World Health Organization has labelled a low-calorie sweetener that's in Diet Coke and lots of other products as possibly carcinogenic. A carcinogen is something capable of causing cancer. But what does this ruling mean in reality? That's after a short break. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Aspartame may not be part of your daily vocabulary, but it's almost certainly part of your daily diet. It is a sweetener that's 200 times more powerful than sugar, which is why it's commonly used as a low-calorie sugar replacement. It's found in everything from soft drinks, including Coke Zero and Pepsi Max, to chewing gum and ice cream. Aspartame was approved for use in food in the 1970s and is now used in over 5,000 products. So it might be a bit of a surprise to hear that experts have issued this ruling. Get this, the World Health Organization now classifies the low-calorie sweetener aspartame as a possible carcinogen. The decision was made by the International Agency for Research on Cancer, which is linked to the World Health Organization. Here's Dr. Francesco Branca from the WHO announcing the news. We have, in a sense, uh, raised uh, a flag here, uh, indicating that we need to clarify much more the situation. It's not you know, something which we can dismiss at this moment. The label has already caused significant confusion because it's not clear how big the potential cancer risk actually is. On the one hand, they're labeling aspartame, which is in so much stuff, as a possible carcinogen. On the other hand, they're emphasizing over and over and over again that there's only limited evidence to support that it's actually connected to cancer. So what does the WHO's possibly carcinogenic label actually mean? What the first agency said is that now, based on limited evidence, that they said that aspartame could possibly be associated with cancer. That doesn't mean it definitely does, and it doesn't mean that it probably does. That agency is the International Agency for Research on Cancer, and it has four categories of potential risk. The first includes things that definitely cause cancer, like tobacco, alcohol, and exposure to sunlight. The second includes probable hazards, like red meat. Aspartame sits one tier below that, in the possible carcinogens category. Other things in this category include pickled vegetables, carpentry and exposure while working as a dry cleaner. That means there have been some studies suggesting that aspartame poses a potential risk to humans, but that the research is limited. In the early 2000s, Italian researchers fed mice high levels of aspartame and some more than 50 times the recommended human dose. They concluded more of those mice experienced malignant tumours, but the cause of those lesions was questioned. And in 2009, the European Food Safety Authority examined this research and still found there was no indication of any carcinogenic potential from the sweetener. 
Researchers have also looked at aspartame and its effect on humans. Last year, a French study showed slightly increased cancer risks in people who consumed very large amounts of the sweetener. But those results have been disputed too. Still, it has all been enough to prompt the WHO to look into aspartame. Part of the reason for labelling it possibly carcinogenic is the hope that it will bring about more research in this area. So does this mean you should be cutting back on things like soft drinks, ice cream and chewing gum? The answer to that question comes from another group of experts linked to the WHO. Hello, I'm Jeevan Varsaga. I'm climate editor at Tortoise and host of a new podcast called Counter Crisis from the Centre for Disaster Protection, a UK government-funded international organisation which works to change how the world plans and pays for disasters. If you follow the news, you'll know that more people than ever are in need of humanitarian assistance. War and climate change are affecting millions, but the solutions haven't really kept pace. Finance is key. We saw during the pandemic that the countries that found it easiest to borrow money were the most able to respond and not the countries that were the most affected. Across three episodes, covering disasters, the losses caused by climate change, and our response to disease outbreaks, I'm going to try and make sense of this. Why are the current ways we respond to crises inadequate? And how can we do better? I'll be speaking to experts to rethink the recovery from crisis and find out why pre-arranged finance can help get aid where it's needed. You can listen now. Search for Counter Crisis wherever you get your podcasts. Follow the feed to make sure you don't miss an episode. The WHO first issued guidance on the recommended daily allowance of aspartame in 1981. A second expert panel called the Joint Committee on Food Additives also reviewed the sweetener and has maintained that advice. It remains safe to consume within current recommended daily limits. That's 40 milligrams of aspartame per kilogram of body weight per day. And I'll put that in our metrics, which is you yes, take please. an average 154 pound person, they would need to drink nine to, nine to 14 or over nine to 14 cans of soda a day or the equivalent of other aspartame containing foods to exceed that amount. There is more research to indicate a link between the consumption of very hot drinks and cancer than there is aspartame. So until we know more, Dr Francesco Branca from the WHO is clear. Companies shouldn't withdraw products containing aspartame and you can carry on consuming them in moderation. Thank you for listening to The Sensemaker from Tortoise. While you're here, I'd like to tell you about a new series from Tortoise about a mother, a murder and a 30-year investigation. In Three Doors Down, the journalist Julie Bindle tells the story of Sharon Henderson, whose daughter Nikki was brutally murdered in 1992. Her final moments were captured on CCTV. Poor quality, grainy footage showing a small girl skipping behind a man who appears to be striding purposefully ahead. But Nicky's killer got away, until he was finally convicted almost 31 years later. It's a story about a mother's search for her daughter's killer, but it's also about police culture and how working class women like Sharon are sometimes treated. Listen now by searching for Three Doors Down wherever you get your podcasts. This episode was written and mixed by Patricia Clark. 
tortoise. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.